Hey, how you doing? How are you? How you been? It's Coach Marie here, and I want to personally welcome you back to the Unstuck Podcast. You're about to listen to the latest episode, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unstuck Podcast. It's your host, Asia Marie Lafay here, and you know that whenever there's a new episode, we're coming to talk about how to get unstuck from codependency. We're talking about how to help you get reconnected to God, reconnected to yourself, and reconnected to your purpose. All right, so today, let's get right into the episode. We're talking about why do people keep taking advantage of me? All right. Why do people keep taking advantage of me? Listen, so many people say this, and honestly, I used to be you. I used to be that person that was just trying to figure out, and super frustrated, honestly, just over it. You know, why does it seem like I always get taken advantage of, okay? Every relationship, every friendship, well... I'll be honest, I'm very, very picky, choosy about my friendships, but all these different types of relationships in your life, family, you know, romantic relationships or people you might be interested in romantically where it feels like you get the short end of the stick every time or where it feels like someone is always trying to get over on you, you know, or where it feels like you thought someone was genuine. Then you come to see that, okay, again, I got sold the short end of the stick all right and so i'm speaking directly to you if that's you that's who i'm talking about and it's like when it comes to codependency it is so easy to get taken advantage of i mean codependency makes you so easy to get taken advantage of and that's something that i had to learn through my own journey of getting unstuck from codependency is that listen if i want more respect if i want more reciprocity if i want to make sure that i'm really getting into relationships or interacting with people who are genuine and who are going to treat me the way i expect them to be treated the codependency just has to go because it's like a booby trap attached to you everywhere that you go all right so in this episode we're going to talk about three major things. One is how are these people getting to you anyway? You know, why is it such a habitual pattern that it's like people are flocking to you, you know, constantly taking advantage of you, different persons, same problem. Two, how does it develop after you guys meet? You know, like what is it that gets it started? It seems like everything is fine and then all of a sudden you're in the same situation, right? Okay, three and how is it sustained across time and people so why is it that even though it's been years and even though you're in a different city or a different school or at a different job totally different people the same thing is happening all right let's get into it all right how does it even start first things first energy doesn't lie okay listen it might sound cliche but energy doesn't lie okay you guys know that quote that's been just going around for forever so cliche everybody says it it's something about you know you are what you attract or you attract what you are all that good stuff you know I have mixed feelings about that quote you know I think it could be more accurate but in certain aspects 
it is totally true okay there are aspects of codependency you know and and of just what it takes to even be codependent what you've got to be walking around with to even have that kind of energy that will literally draw people or that will literally you know be like a beacon when someone meets you they just notice it even if they can't put the words to it they notice it okay when people first meet you they experience you visually and they experience you energetically and that is so important to remember okay it's just like when you meet someone and you don't know what it is but you got a bad feeling about them or you don't trust them i like to tell people that's the holy spirit child listen listen to it because the energy doesn't lie and the thing is is that once evidence shows up in your behavior that matches what someone picked up or thought about you when they first met you energetically then you've begun teaching them how to treat you without even realizing it right so it's just like if you meet someone and you're like i don't know what it is but i just don't trust them i can't put my finger on it but i've got a bad feeling about it you know your girlfriend is dating someone new and you're like i just don't like it i don't know what it is i don't trust him once he does something no matter how subtle it is that matches that first impression that you got of him okay he has just taught you that he's untrustworthy or that you were right or onto something right so the first time that he lies to your friend and says he was here when he was really there even if it doesn't confirm that he was cheating and he was trash you're like mm, no see you've already taught me not to trust you and i'm definitely going with my gut all right so energy doesn't lie why do people keep taking advantage of you your energy is definitely giving off the vibes sis that you got some codependency going on all right and it's because there's energy there's aspects again like i said of that codependency that comes out you know that desperation that you feel uh that readiness to please people can pick up on that you know that in that that lack of decision for yourself but willing to do whatever somebody else wants to do you know uh where do you want to go uh i want to go here oh well i want to go here okay let's just go there you know, different little things like that, people pick up on it. <clears throat> and then your behavior confirms it for them, all right? And then, honestly, that leads me to my second point when we're talking about that behavior and the fact that once your behavior kind of confirms someone's suspicions of you, you know, uh, you've already begun teaching them how to treat you. And that leads me to my second point is that people do to you what you teach them to do this is how that pattern of people taking advantage of you starts to develop after you after you meet someone <laughs> chat I can't speak regardless of if they're new or old or you guys just reconnected whatever it is people do to you what you teach them to do and remember one of the la last things I just said was that with your behavior once you confirm what their first impressions were you start teaching them you didn't even realize it all right, because the hallmarks, the hallmark patterns, excuse me, of codependency, you know, like lack of assertiveness, a lack of boundaries, those things that are just, you know, the hallmarks of codependency, you can spot it a mile away most of the time. Those things communicate very dysfunctional 
very self-neglecting, self-sabotaging messages to people that basically say, I care more about you than I care about myself. Or I'm willing to sacrifice if it'll keep you happy with me. Or I really doubt myself and my place in your life and I'm trying to make sure that I keep it or I'm constantly trying to keep you attached to me. You know, that kind of desperation. Those patterns of codependency, they're always communicating those messages to other people and that is how you're teaching them, you know, that they can take advantage of you, you know? And the thing is also, is that through those patterns and through those messages being communicated to people, you often, if you're stuck in a, a codependency pattern, right, and people keep taking advantage of you, and you're wondering, why does this keep happening to me? I really want you to realize that in some way or form, when people do take advantage of you, say if it's even the first time or the second time, you're rewarding them in some way or another for taking advantage of you. You're rewarding them. Because remember, people do to you what you teach them to do to you. People treat you how you allow them to treat you. And the issue a lot of times when you get taken advantage of, you know, I know I definitely used to have this problem, is not even realizing how I'm rewarding that person's behaviors instead of stopping it, cutting it, deading it at the gate, right? You either don't realize you're rewarding them or you might feel powerless to kind of stop them. You might feel like powerless to regain control. Maybe you feel like it's gone too far or you're afraid of confrontation or you you just, you don't know what to do. You're kind of lacking that confidence, okay? And I wanna mention some examples of what it looks like to reward someone's behavior like this, okay? Because I think that's important to understand because if you don't realize that you're doing it, you'll keep doing it and it's pretty, common stuff that we do you know when we're behaving codependently and we don't even realize like okay this is feeding into the problem I'm teaching you how to treat me and I'm rewarding you for stuff that I really actually don't like all right so one example of rewarding someone for taking advantage of you is staying silent about it staying silent about it staying silent about how you feel staying silent about the fact that you just got taken advantage of okay that's a reward because the person learns well she's not gonna say anything or the person the person learns this is someone that I can get what I want or get what I want out of them and even if they don't like it I don't have to deal with the, the extra rah-rah or the confrontation, you know, or the assertiveness that will come from someone who's not about to play games with me like this, right? So it's like, oh, I get to take advantage of you and, you know, not deal with any other drama. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, it's just like kids who have that babysitter. Their parents are strict, but they have a babysitter who lets them do whatever they want. <laughs> and they won't, they won't snitch at all to the parents. It's like, oh my gosh, like, yes. What a reward. No whooping for me. No nothing. You know, that is a way to reward people when you're silent about what has happened, when you're silent about the fact that someone has taken advantage of you, silent about the fact that someone has crossed the boundary with you, 
you're rewarding that behavior because you're withholding consequences. And that also kind of gets into the enabling kind of category. But that's a that's an episode for another day, child. Another way that you reward someone for taking advantage of you is people pleasing, right? That is a reward. For example, say someone takes advantage of you. Whenever you go out, they always, you know, act like everything is fine up until the moment where things got to be paid for, okay? And then all of a sudden, I forgot my wallet. Or then all of a sudden, can you get this for me? Because I really got this going on. Or then all of a sudden, they just assume that you're going to get it, you know? And you reward them when, say, for example, maybe you tried to kind of stand firm or have a boundary, you know, and do what you need to do for yourself, not be taken advantage of, and you notice a little conflict, or you notice they got a little edginess about them now, it's a little, you know, their face goes blank, or they get the thanks face going, or they get silent, or they get moody, and then what you do is go out of your way to do something for them, or something to them, to please them to get the smile back on their face, to get the mood back to where it was, to make sure they're not mad at you, even if it means, you know what, I I will, I'll just cover it this time, don't even worry about it. That people-pleasing behavior is a reward. When people take advantage of you and it's hard to handle it, I know, especially when you're first starting to work on it, starting to work on setting boundaries, having more respect for yourself. And you notice that it's some people who they get hostile, you know, when you're talking about something, you got a boundary or you're not doing this anymore or you start acting quote unquote different when you can't handle that conflict or when you're not prepared you know, for the shift that you might see in some people when they realize, oh, she's trying to change the pattern of how this has always worked. Sometimes when you can't handle that, you get into people-pleasing mode. You get into that mode of, let me make it okay. Let me make it okay. Let me make it okay. And that is a reward because then that person learns, listen, she don't want no problems with me. So really, nothing is going to change. I can still do it this way. And unfortunately, they learn that they can manipulate you by how they treat you emotionally. They can manipulate you um, by having a conflict with you or having an attitude with you that shows them, that teaches them even more about how to take advantage of you. They feel even more powerful because they understand, oh, she don't want no problems with me. She don't, she don't want me to have an attitude with her. She's scared of losing me. She's scared of me being mad or upset with her. That's a huge one. All right. And, and finally, another way that we often reward people for taking advantage of us and don't realize it is by making excuses for them. You've got to stop making excuses for people who take advantage of you, okay? Explaining away their behavior, defending them in front of other people who say, listen, this person is taking advantage of you. Listen, this person is not doing you right, treating you right, honoring you, uh, supporting you, etc." We've got to stop making excuses for them because it's a reward, okay? It's, it's not saying to them, oh, this behavior isn't okay. No, I'm not gonna tolerate this. I want something different from you. It's saying, no, there is no problem with this. It's okay. You can do this. No problem. 
you know it's saying i'll defend you in front of other people no you don't have to change there's nothing wrong that's a problem <laughs> there is something wrong it's not okay and you deserve better okay but that leads me to my last point okay that you deserve better is contingent on you because people who love to take advantage of other people they don't care nothing about you deserving better they want to take advantage of you (laughs) so that's not going to be their priority like I said my last why didn't say yeah but it connects to my last point which is a lot of you know a lot of you who are wondering why do people keep taking advantage of me listen you're refusing to take control or you don't think that you can and that's why people keep taking advantage of you this is the piece that's really showing you how is this pattern sustained across time and across people you know you're at a different location it's different people in your life and the same thing is going on why is that it's it gets down to you now okay you're refusing to take control or you don't think that you can either by choice or by ignorance internally you know you've got a disconnect going on you're looking outside of yourself for the solution maybe you're playing the blame game you know maybe every time you know every relationship or every friend or every time there's a problem in the family you go i don't know why they keep doing it Maybe there's a lot of victim narrative going on. I coach on this a lot. You know, I don't know why they keep doing this to me. You know, I don't know why people want to, you know, them, 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 them. With you as the victim. When in reality, you've got some changes that you got to make. You've got more control in the situation than you realize or than you care to admit. Okay. Playing the people preference game that's not gonna get you too far you know where people say well I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna you know I'm just not gonna talk to guys over here or this way or that way you've got some internal stuff to deal with okay and another reason you know in terms of whether you know you're refusing to take control or you don't know how a lot of times people struggle uh, with with saying no or they don't know how to say no. <clears throat> and when you struggle to say no, you know, when you're scared to say no to people, you, I just want you to know, you're putting yourself in a prime position to be taken advantage of because people will easily see that. People will easily notice that and they will use that. Even the best of people sometimes, you know, when you're busy and all this stuff and you got someone that you know will always drop everything and do what you want or be there for you, even when they don't want to, even when they have their own needs and things like that. Even if you mistreat them or or undervalue them, they're still going to say yes. Listen, people are aware of that. And that is That's one of the hallmarks of codependency is that struggle to say no. It's why a lot of times, you know, when you're in situations like this, you start to feel really resentful and angry and bitter underneath this guise of, you know, I'm here whenever you need me and, you know, oh, love you so much and da-da-da. If you're really honest with yourself deep down, 
you know, you're really resentful of the fact that you give so much and you, you always are there and they always call on you. You know, it's like on one hand, you feel stuck or you like to do it on the and on the other hand, you really are feeling the lack of reciprocity there. You're really feeling the effects of what it's like to be taken advantage of a lot. Okay. And man, that's just such a big one. But that has to do with you. Because only you know when you really don't want to do something or really don't need to be doing something or really don't have time or really shouldn't because it wouldn't be wise for you, but you still say yes. Only you can say no out of your mouth. You can't, you know, find people to speak for you or say no for you because that's still going to cause you to be taken advantage of when people just realize, oh, I'm not going to talk to that person. I'm just going to go straight to you. Okay, got to learn how to say no. (laughs) And I teach clients that a lot with the codependency package, that assertiveness training. Saying no doesn't always mean that you're, you know, about to be confrontational and have a fight. But teaching, teaching women how to say no assertively, how to say no respectfully, respectfully of themselves and of the other person, how to say no firmly and with confidence. You know, how to say no without feeling like you're the worst person on the planet (laughs) because you're not. (laughs) You should say no as often as you say yes. That's my motto. Okay, anyway. Um, And lastly, if you don't realize that you have more control or you don't think you're able to use the control that you have, um, you probably have a pattern of self-betrayal and that's just making it so easy for take advan- for people to take advantage of you constantly. And by self-betrayal, what I mean is by, you know, um, always letting yourself down. You know, your discipline muscle is kind of weak, <laughs> kind of non-existent. <laughs> We've all been there. I've definitely been there, you know, when I was codependent. Um, and just with a lot of things where it's hard for you to keep promises to yourself. You know, you say, I'm not getting this situation again, or I'm not doing this today, or next time he does this or she does that, or they do this, I'm going to do that. And then you let yourself down a lot and you don't, you can't really trust your own word. And if you have a pattern of self-betrayal like that going on, then it's no wonder why you would refuse to take control more control over your own situation or or why you don't think you can because your relationship, your trust with yourself is damaged if you've got a pattern of self-betrayal going on like that. And so when you make up your mind, quote unquote, to change something or to change how you're interacting with people or that people aren't going to take advantage of you anymore, a part of you isn't really believing you. And sometimes it becomes a self-sabotaging cycle because you know that you haven't really been as committed to yourself as you'd like to be, okay? Um, and it's not the end-all be-all, <laughs> but, but, but that might be what's going on. Um, and lastly, if, you ref- if you're refusing to take more control over your situation or you feel like you just can't, I want you to think to yourself, are you in denial? Okay. Are you defensive? Especially if you're, 
you know, the kind of person, like I was talking about earlier, that makes excuses for people or makes excuses for yourself. You know, are you are you in denial about it? Do people take advantage of you all the time and your friends are telling you and your mom is telling you and, you know, your teacher is telling me whatever you got going on, but you say, no, that's not what's going on. No, you know, or you defend those people and you say, stop saying that about them or you're just a hater or, you know, whatever people are saying uh, nowadays to just deflect everything you're just a hater and this and that or you're just jealous and this and that are you in denial are you defensive because in order to stop the pattern of people constantly taking advantage of you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take more control which is gonna mean that you're gonna have to take more responsibility you've got to be able to say look i see this and i accept that this is what this is what has been happening and I'm willing to acknowledge that I'm willing to accept that okay only then can you get to the other stuff because if you're too busy walking around you know with your hands over your eyes and plugs in your ears saying no this is not happening I don't see this no 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 um then the rest of the work is going to be much harder to do all right no one can convince you You've got to be willing to accept it for yourself so that the healing can begin, okay? Um, And sometimes, it's really important that I mention this. Sometimes when we're in denial or when we're defensive about something, it might be because we feel divided on the issue. For example... Say we have a boyfriend that's always taken advantage of us, right? Or a girlfriend, whoever's listening. And you hate that they take advantage of you. You know that they take advantage of you. But whenever someone else brings it up, you downplay it. Or you say that they're tripping. Or you say that you know what you're doing. Or you say that, no, they really care about you. They love you. You know, they're a hater, whatever. Um, But you're scared, to really stand up for yourself and stop letting them take advantage of you because truthfully they're giving you you know something their presence you don't want to be alone or the affection or you know maybe they ice you out you know what I'm saying? maybe they take you out I don't know <laughs> whatever it is that they do for you you know maybe you were bored all the time before you met them and you don't want to lose that boyfriend or that girlfriend or those friends just because you stand up to them because you think that they would you know not want to be friends with you anymore not want to be in a relationship with you anymore and call stuff off or it would be a big argument and and then you'd be alone or then they would be mad at you etc it goes back to some of the stuff we were talking about earlier and it's really important to think to yourself am I denying that people take advantage of me a lot or am I defensive about it because I'm really scared to do something about it and if I'm scared to do something about it why am I scared to do something about it is this doing something for me is this dynamic doing something for me that I'm I don't know if I'm ready to let go of yet you know it's important to talk about that because otherwise it's going to be way harder to deal with the issue okay um way harder (laughs) unfortunately I know from experience
experience. You got to be honest about why am I allowing this pattern to continue? Because essentially that's the, the bottom line of it is that you are allowing this pattern to continue. Why are you doing that? Okay. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, especially those of you who feel like you're always being taken advantage of. I hope you learned something. I hope you, you gained some insight, you know, that kind of maybe helped you think about things differently or opened your eyes to some, um, some parts of this. Okay. Um, all right. So I'd love for you guys to tag me on Instagram or Twitter and tell me what you thought about this episode, you know, and if you know someone, um, on, you know, wherever who really needs to hear this, you're sick of seeing them be taken advantage of, or you, you know, y'all both just be getting taken advantage of your best friend or whatever, or maybe a family member, you know, like, um, parents, especially people who you just, they're always being taken advantage of and you want better for them. Um, share it, share this podcast episode. Y'all let's get the word out about uh this unstuck podcast um and for my instagram and twitter instagram you can follow me and tag me at the asia marie the they a-s-h-a-m-a-r-i-e-b-e-t-h-e-a and my twitter simply follow me or tag me at asia marie the they um and last but not least if you listen to this episode and you're like oh my gosh that's me that was me oh my god what am I gonna do face palm all of that you know because you just feel like struggle city or that you've been dealing with this for so long and you just still don't know how to get a handle on it you know I would love to help you. Go to my website, www.ashabethay.com, A-S-H-A-B-E-T-H-E-A. First page that comes up, book a consultation with me. It's free. So we could talk about what's going on and then get get to work, okay? The codependency package is on sale for $45. <laughs> and I'm so excited about this package. Put so much work into it. Um, there's a formula that I go by based off of what I have been through my training and honestly, you know, everything that God has taught me about this. And so if you're ready to get unstuck from codependency, chill, book your consultation and let's get to work. Okay. Um, all right. I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure that you become a part of our audience here at the Unstuck Podcast. I'd love to have you back again for the next episode, okay? You don't want to miss it, all right? Follow us on Apple Podcasts and any other podcast platform you're listening on um, because you're going to want to hear what's up next, okay? Um, if you're interested in coaching or you just want to learn more about me, make sure you go to my website, www.ashabethay.com. That's A-S-H-A-B-E-T-H-E-A.com. And I'll see you there. See you next time. Bye, guys.